1: everybody welcome to episode number 305 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearms.com your nationwide hometown gun shop i am one of your hosts cheryl todd
2: and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is kiwanis club for safe kids And we have two special guests today, Gina Roberts and Derek LeBlanc. Gina Roberts is a competitive shooter, is one of the California delegates to the DC Project, serves as the president and-
1: Emeritus.
2: Emeritus San Diego Log Cabin Republicans, as well as the president of the Escadino Republican Women's Federated, Federated, that's it. (laughs) Gina is one of the faces chosen to grace the 2019 Time Magazine cover dedicated to discussing- Guns in America, and Gina is also the president of the Kiwanis Club of Southern California for Safe Kids. Derek LeBlanc is a founder and president of Kids Safe Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofit organization based out of Eugene, Oregon. Kids Safe has the goal to educate children and families on firearm safety and accident prevention. Zero firearm accidents is the only acceptable goal
1: absolutely welcome both of you to the show thank Thank you for having us this is so exciting and it's so neat i always love it when my friends are friends of each other and then when i see that my friends are not only friends but they are networking and and building things into the future together it is just phenomenal and so, um, let's just kind of start with Derek and talk to us about, uh, kid safe. And that's, that's an acronym, uh, at least it's spelled out that way, you know, an S period, a period F period, E period. Um, and, and where did this work come from? What exactly are you doing besides having this amazing goal of zero firearms accidents is the only acceptable goal?
3: So that's a, that's a great question. So I'm Derek, uh, Derek LeBlanc, president of the Kids Safe Foundation. And so we're a nonprofit as you, as you uh, discussed earlier. And so the acronym actually sounds for safety around firearms education. And so everything we do is about, you know, firearm safety, accident prevention. We also teach kids how to, how to shoot rimfire rifles. So everything's about, you know, protecting our youth going into the future.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And
2: it's quite different than the other organizations you hear about uh, child safety, I mean, safety programs that. You
1: know, every town for gun safety. They don't teach any safety.
2: They just just want to take all the guns away. And the fact is that, you know, your kids may come in contact with a gun at one time or another. Mm -hmm. And if they're properly trained, you're in much better condition, right?
3: Yeah, and that, and that's our goal is be able to have this adult conversation with with children and show families the importance of safety inside the home, and also you know protect the kids through proper education. You know our kids, you know they might come in contact, you know depending in an urban environment, a gun could be used in the commission of a crime, and so if our kids don't know these life saving skills, that's how they can get hurt. You know, and the kids go over for a play date, there also could be exposure there. So education is really really important to their their safety.
2: And so what do you do to make that happen, Eric?
3: Uh, so we do a couple of different things. So we have some educational classes. Uh, they're typically held inside of a Bass Pro Shop or a Cabela's, and so we're almost done with the trademark process. Hopefully, about another month or so, and then we'll be able to roll out across the country. And so the goal, you know, with the help of Kiwanis Club, is is to be able to increase our reach, increase the the, the number of children that we we reach effectively, and to save their lives. And so in our in our Kids farm Safety One class, which I do most often you know, I'm handling guns. I'm, you know, answering any kind of questions they might have. And I'm also giving them good relevant facts. You know, you'd be surprised how many kids are getting, are getting the information from, you know, social media, YouTube, video games. And you just, I see so many seven-year-olds that are experts on the AR-15 because they think it's an M16 because of Call of Duty. And so that, you know, that's what we're doing is we're, we're giving them good information. That's going to, yeah. you know, this is not a fully auto. This is a, an AR-15, it serves a purpose. And, and so that's, that's how we're making, making progress there.
1: Absolutely, that is awesome. Now Gina, uh, fortune favors uh, not only the prepared, but the involved and you are, <laughs> and the busy, yes. And um, you dedicate a huge portion of your time to teaching firearm safety to adults, And you recently recognized a way to help Derek in his efforts to empower kids with safety education. So talk to us about how that that Kiwanis piece intersects then with uh, what Derek's doing.
0: Okay, well, kind of a a convoluted story, but it it works out really well. Um, When I was actually down in Arizona with you guys uh, for Gun Policy right Conference, Derek invited me to come out and see his uh, class in Glendale at the Cabellas there. And I was watching that going, wow, this is exactly what we need to see happen. And um, so, you know, I know he had a lot of plans going on and he had a lot of things going on. And he's, you know, been working for a while and we talked a little bit about how, how I could help him and how, you know, what what things we could do to make this message, you know, go farther and wider. And, um and I was also struck with the fact that we, we as a population, not just gun owners, not just, everything, um, we tend to politicize this whole gun safety issue, and we tend, and so we end up with, you know, we've got the NRA doing one thing, we've got the NSSF doing one thing, we've got every town for gun safety, whatever, you know, they've all got their own program, they all have their label on it. We all hate the other programs. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of like, you know. You know, the old story about, you know, the the chemistry test where the kid made the assumption of everybody's going to hell because every religion tells you you're going to hell if you're not part of the religion. Well, it's part of that same problem. And Kiwanis provides a tremendously unique opportunity of a non-political, non-partisan, not attached to any advocacy organization. Um, And, you know, so it allows us to reach out, not, you know, in a, in a, just that we wanna take care of kids. You know, we lose X number of kids a year to to accidents. And Kiwanis has got a huge program on pediatric trauma prevention. Um, They talk about gun safety, or I'm sorry, they talk about uh, bicycle safety, swimming safety, uh, household chemistry or chemical safety, but there's this big hole. And it mostly in California, Nevada, Hawaii, which is our district, but you know there are there are programs on the on, you know, different districts that do cover gun safety, but it's not a unified program. It's not a um, here is a great safe, proven, effective way of communicating this message, in a way that doesn't alienate anybody. And uh, so the one thing that we all should be able to get behind is we want to keep kids safe. And um, You know, and it's, and it's, his program is so multifaceted, it's about, you know, we're not only, you know, okay, if you see a gun, don't play with it, you know, run away from it, get an adult, like, you know, like the, some of the other messages, but he's also got anti-bullying messaging, he's also got, you know, gun safety message in terms of keep your parent talking to the parents about keeping guns away from kids. Um, trying to teach kids, you know, if they see a gun laying on the street after whatever reason, because there's a lot of inner city kids that find guns that nobody's had, you know, a legal opportunity to give them. And, um, you know, and so dispelling the whole concept of what they learn, like Derek said on, you know, call of duty, you know, uh, we don't teach kids how to be safe around guns, we teach kids how to slaughter and kill with guns. And uh, so that's that video, you know, video game component. So it's a really on, you know, all encompassing, let's break down this barrier. And let's work on just what's important. Mm -hmm. And that's keeping kids safe. And I want to do anything I can to help uh, my organization, and I'm very involved in Qantas. I'm actually Lieutenant Governor of the Northern um, San Diego County um, Division right now. Uh, T minus four minutes and um, four months in county, and I'll be done with that. But uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of fun. But uh, this this is kind of my follow on opportunity in Kiwanis, is to turn this thought, this dream into a reality and have helped Derek bring his. Uh, reality bring his whole life into reality. Tell him about what
3: you told me about uh, your slogan and how you came up with that, Derek. <laughs> uh, so, so our our slogan is, you know, I get some kind of pushback because people don't necessarily understand zero firearm accidents is the only acceptable goal, and and I I always tell them, well, zero. Zero firearm negligence is wasn't as catchy, you know what I mean? And and so when we're talking about, you know, a four-year-old, or when we look at data, we lose about eight to nine kids per day across the country to an unsecured firearm. And, you know, higher higher rates in urban environments, uh, pro, you know, lower socioeconomics helps drive that as well because there's no access to, you know, training or education or proper storage. Um, and so... You know, it was it was one day I was in Utah for training and I was on I was on the road. I was traveling from Salt Lake City to, to Park City for, you know, just to, to kind of sightsee. And there was a road sign. Um, and as I was driving up the, up the interstate there and it said zero drunk driving fatality is the only accept, acceptable goal. And that just like that, like it was the Lord speaking to me. He's like, man, that's that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was from that moment that I, I start I, I change I kind of changed the verbiage and I, 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 I coined the term zero firearm access, the only acceptable goal. And in some people don't necessarily understand that, but I, I always tell people that until I get to zero, I'm going to keep working. Right. Um, you know, and, and so until I get to zero, there's still going to be a job for me and I'm still going to be pushing forward with this important message. And it's, I modeled this program of mine or of ours very similar to water safety and the reason I do that is we teach every kid in the country how to swim because mm-hmm. we don't want them to drown and that's the same principle behind our firearm safety program you know the goal with Kiwanis and is is to be able to translate our information into different languages like Spanish Japanese Mandarin um, I was speaking with a friend the other day and Arabic and uh, Somali is another dialect that we need to get into because there's a there's a huge a percentage of kids out there with, you know, an American sign language as well, but there's a huge uh, population out there with zero accident prevention um, for for their children. And so we have to be able to reach across, you know, different ethnic groups uh, to reach them to help protect our kids. And and in turn, that's going to help protect our rights Um, because we are proving that we do have a gun safety program it's, it's something that's been developed from the ground up and it is working. We've reached about 21,000 kids so far in four states. And, and so we're going to gonna reach a million or 10 million um, with the help of Kiwanis and other you know, bass pro shops and Cabela's and stuff like that. So that's kind of where we're at. We're very progressive with the thought process because we want to be all encompassing when it comes to the safety of the kids. You know? so both, er-
2: both of you guys mentioned s- swimming, okay? And so Mm -hmm. there's a myth around that parents think, if I don't have a pool, then my kids can't drown, Mm. right? They can't because we don't have a pool. But they don't think about them going next door. Yeah, They don't think about going to a canal or a park or a lake. A river. And and that's where the myth has got to stop that just because you don't own firearms Mm -hmm. doesn't mean why not teach your kid... I mean, when I was five years old, if I found a firearm, I better know how to take it apart and put it back together again. <laughs> that That's the way it was. Yes. I mean, my family was very pro-gun, and we had to know everything. I knew more about guns when I was that age than I knew about the knife in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And so if we teach our kids that, then we, have, then we can get to that zero compliance like you talked about, right? Yeah. No injury yeah. because they know. If we now, don't and we, teach them that, we lose, people are curious, kids are curious, they're going to see, I saw that on TV, I wonder if it does this, mm-hmm. so thank you for what you guys do, and please let's help aware make parents aware mm-hmm. of what they're dealing with.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you hit the nail on the head, I mean, um, one, like through all my research, you know, the most in- interesting fact that I see when we're talking about pool safety is is it? It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a pool, a necessary pool. There's a lot of kids, especially in Texas, uh, that are about 18 months old or two years that actually drown in five-gallon buckets, believe oh, it or not. And wow. and so, you know, because their head, their hands are kind of stuck behind their, you know, so it's pretty graphic, but it happens. And so we have to prepare our, our children. You know, they are the future, and they're also the future of the republic. And mm. so that's why we have to, you know. Get them at a young age and show them safety, discipline, and respect when it comes to our
1: firearms. Well, for sure, my goodness. So, um, just going back to Miss Gina for a minute, uh, you're in California, and the the kinds of groups that you're involved in. I mean, you are you know involved in Republican clubs and that sort of thing. But you also occupy um, a unique space in that you are a trans woman. And you are in California where there's, you know, a lot of people that tend to be, you know, and I'm gonna ask you, I'm not gonna prescribe it. I'm gonna ask you, are there a lot of people who tend to be anti-rights, anti-gun, or is it just these pockets of concentrated uh, groups of people that are in that mindset? Um, you know, it, You're such a bridge builder in so many areas and and in that space particularly um so to kind of tell us a, you know a little bit about that because people that are like watching or listening and they're thinking either like here in Arizona oh well we're in Arizona so we're totally safe you know our our gun rights are all good you know um I have
0: populations from California now
1: And now half the population is yes, exactly. We thought we were getting a new legislative district because of all the people moving in. And uh, it wasn't going to be a conservative district, it was going to be a a liberal district. Um, And so people that think that, oh, we're all good, just because we live in a a safe state, or people that are in California who throw their hands up and go, well, we're never going to get this kids safe stuff in our schools we're never gonna have our gun rights because you know it's the state I live in and you are living proof that you know you you don't have to just you know throw your hands up in any area of your life right
0: right well I I do have I do have fun I have to I have to put it that way um I I tend in fact for part for this Kiwanis group I've actually already reached across the aisle for lack of a better word and and approached um, the other side and said, hey, let's put up or shut up. Let's, uh, you know, let's, is, are you all about safety? You know, this is something we should be able to agree on. And I've actually been working on that initiative uh, in different forms for the last three or four years. And uh, I actually participated in some conflict resolution workshops where we tried to take the liberal approach for, you know, how, how to work together. And I worked with You know, braver angels and a couple other bring people together groups. Well, I'm all about give people a goal, give them an opportunity, and then ask for their participation. Mm -hmm. Um, California is as bad as you hear. Um, It, um, there, you know, basically the um, all the blue districts are um, essentially anti-gun. We have, uh, you know, we have the problem in, in California where you know, if the gun owners actually voted, mm-hmm. hmm, you know, we'd probably do pretty well, but uh, mm-hmm. getting people to vote for their rights is, or getting them out to vote is a problem, but that, that is ir- irrespective of what we're trying to do here too. Um, what we're trying to do here is actually build something we can all focus on and, and, and build those bridges and, and, you know, maybe You know dc project it's about let's educate over legislate you know um you know i keep saying to people is you know we've got plenty of rules if we educate people about what rules exist how we can enforce them how we can you know keep the you know actually sentence people to jail for breaking the law hmm. <laughs> um, you know things like that that will actually make a, a difference in in you know recidivism and crime you know if um but you know blaming it on a tool isn't the case the, the trick is is to get people to understand that 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 tool can be completely safe if people have the right education to, around it and um so I'm I'm excited about this whole thing. It's kind of a culmination of a lot of things I've been working on for years, and uh, you know, and if I can help create an organization to support Derek, without without even getting close to affecting his integrity of the wonderfulness of his program, but just giving him a vehicle to get it out in the world, I you know my life will be.
2: Better? Just that much better, absolutely. Regina, well, I've, I've, I met you, I've, I'm gonna guess about five, six years ago, and I have seen nothing but growth with you. You have mm-hmm. done so much for this community, and mm-hmm. I really thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you. And, and Derek, I ask you, so what does uh, the Safe Kids, how do you help the parents understand what's what's happening with
1: it? What their responsibilities oh. are. Yeah, so
3: it's a, it's a two-pronged approach. So basically in our classes, everything is about the family, right? So we're we're engaging with the kids on certain parts that are important. We're also engaging with parents on certain parts. And the whole point is we're hoping that, you know, the, the light bulb goes on for the children on, you know, what not to do if they ever come across an unsecure firearm. But we also want to, you know, talk about to the, the parents, you know, how to properly store their firearms when they're not on their person. You know, we don't need new legislation, right? We just need, you know, we need to focus our education uh, and our outreach efforts towards, you know, making sure, you know, those parents are, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing the T's. Because ultimately, you know, we can do that. We don't, we can, we can say, hey, we have a solution here that works. And we don't need to fund it by, you know, raising fees or in, in overreaching and, and, and taking away people's rights. And, and so that's what we're doing. It's, it's all about, you know, personal responsibility inside the home, we don't need the government to do it, we, we're a private organization that can do it. And so in going into the, into the next generation is we wanna be able to teach those kids to do the same thing and they're the future leaders. And so if we can get to them at a young age and teach them you know, about you know, independent thinking and you know, about our rights and about how you know, these rights have great responsibilities, then it's gonna be a victory for all of us. And that's why I'm really thankful to have Gina. Um, Gina has done great work on all of our behalfs. As an advocate and and so this 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 will work out just the way we need it because of her belief in in what we're trying to accomplish and and i love i love i love being here with you guys because i really support what you guys do and i'm really thankful for the opportunity well
2: thank Thank you you. and derek you know teaching parents how to be responsible gun owners and the parents teaching their kids how to be responsible gun owners doesn't stop with just, okay, my five-year-old kid knows not to touch a gun. Mm -hmm. So I can leave my 41 Magnum on Mm -hmm. the kitchen counter. No. Well, you got to think deeper than that. You have to think, be responsible and think, well, what if my five-year-old brings a six-year-old kid over to my house? So you have to think about all, you know, there's a a lot of responsibility to owning a firearm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's overwhelming.
1: But if you take
2: the baby steps and go through the process and you go through the child safe program and all that you start learning okay situations on what you should and shouldn't do but that's the biggest fear and if you look at statistics it seems like it's a friend of somebody's at a house that has guns where a problem happens well we were taught how to handle guns at an early age as i said before but the friends that i brought over
1: maybe not maybe not what were you going to say derek i saw you gesture yeah, so, you
3: know, that's, you know, that's the, one of the most important thing about what we're doing is, is we have to understand how kids learn, you know, kids, you know, you know, with online t- uh, teaching right now because of COVID, our, our, our kids are learning in a different way and we're engaging with the kids is so much more important. Um, you know, we have to realize that sometimes kids don't necessarily read the best through books, you know, there, I know there's a lot of books that are available for kids. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's that interaction as you know, as an instructor, that's going to help pique their interest, help get them involved. And it's also going to reinforce the important safety skills that we teach. And we're talking about parents, you know, our parents that come to the classes, they might be really responsible, but we don't know about other parents. And so that's why we advocate, you know, let's have a conversation with those parents and and ask them, you know, do you have any unsecured firearms in the home? And I I Mm -hmm. say it that way, because I don't want them to say, do you have guns? Because you know mm-hmm. I could get a, a kind of a negative interaction. So it's all about the way you word it. But you want to have a conversation with those parents because I've heard of kids that have gone over for a play date. They find a revolver in the couch cushion, okay. or they find a rifle behind a door that's used for varmint control. You know, mm-hmm. so th- it's just having a conversation a- about our guns. And yeah. you know, one thing that's really, really important to realize, and I don't know that the other side understands that, is our guns aren't going anywhere there's 425 million estimated guns and there's over hundred million gun owners in this country. And so they are here, they are not going anywhere. So we have to learn how to coexist. And, you know, we coexist by, you know, teaching proper education.
1: Absolutely. Um, so Gina, you know, the whole idea of, and you touched on this earlier in, in your teal, you've got your teal for two a on, uh, that the DC project, Women for Gun Rights, we're trying to be, I'm one of the DC project uh, state leaders here in Arizona. We are trying to help uh, our legislators through forming relationships to understand the idea of education being the key to building safer households, neighborhoods, cities, states, and the nation. Uh, So education, not legislation. And you and a, a small contingent of our DC project ladies were in our nation's capital recently um, making those points to several legislators. Can you talk to us just kind of quickly about uh, how those meetings went and um, if there were any, any aha looks on any of the, the legislators faces as we were sharing our stories?
0: Oh, it was uh, truly amazing. Uh, we had we had lots of meetings, but two fundamentally cool ones. One was uh, with the, basically the staffers of the uh, Republican members of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. And out of that, um, Nikki Gozier just uh, presented last week to the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee about red flag laws. And so that came directly out of that, that meeting. Um, The second really, really cool meeting is we were the first time that, first of all, the first time this session that the Second Amendment Caucus has met, and it was the first public meeting where most of those Congress people had ever actually received people from from the outside, you know, and... um, (laughs) (laughs) because
1: <laughs> it's all fenced yeah. off and COVID and all of that
0: Yeah, uh, well it had to take it had to take place off-site it was actually in, a, in an off-site restaurant um but we had like 28 congress people show up wow
1: and,
0: uh, it was i got to you know actually I, i've met lorena uh bobert a couple times lauren bobert a couple times but she's actually stepped up with tom massey to co-lead uh, that Um uh, Second Amendment Caucus says Tom Massey says she does 90% of the work and I get half the credit. Yay! And (laughs) uh, you know Tom Massey is kind of a character to begin with, but it was just a super good meeting. I I got to meet uh, Doug um, Malufa. He's uh, the at the 100% opposite end of California. He's up right up on the. on the Oregon border and uh, got him on board. He's gonna help me find some delegates up there for the California project. My uh, California project has not made the progress that you have because uh, basically our legislature is just completely closed.
2: Mm. There is
0: no there is no access.
2: They're now saying
0: you can get online and talk, but uh, the chances that you'll actually get to the public speaking portion is like zero. Is that um, because of COVID? Yeah and uh so anyways they'll hopefully open that up next year but this meeting in dc was was absolutely amazing we had 12 ladies there um and um you know giving our stories uh, i was there as a representative of uh you know the lgbt representative of the group and from california and uh you know basically my message is that the gun community and uh, And the conservative community has been way more accepting of me as a trans uh, individual than as uh, the lgbt and liberal community has been of me being conservative and Mm um so um it it opened a lot of doors got to meet some uh, jim jordan came in He spent time talking to us steve Solis spent time talking to us it was in a word cool (laughs)
2: it's amazing to me that 28 people, 28 Congress people came and met with them Mm -hmm. during COVID. Mm -hmm. In in California, you can't talk to one. Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can talk to my local people, but uh, it's all their representative. We can't we can't actually testify at meetings or anything like that. We send lots of obsequious letters and things, but um, you know, saying you guys are being dumb. But they, I mean, pretty much, um, you know, we need to we need we as a gun community in in these hyper liberal areas need to take the take exactly the issue that we're doing with Derek. We need to start taking back the local district, teaching people early, you know, to to basically reverse the trend that our education system and things have done to uh, flip it the other direction. And uh, we have been complacent for way too long. But, you know, even in a non-political point of view, you know, this just safety point of view is non-political. And and it it has been dropped like a rock because of political correctness,
2: Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Um, why in the, I mean, I, I was taught gun safety when I was in elementary school. I mean, it wasn't deep, but it was like, hey, you see these things, leave them alone. You know, that at least <laughs> some knowledge. Something. Um, now we take the we mystery throw, out
1: of it. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and the curiosity to some sense. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, but now we train them to do all sorts of weird things on video games. You know, it's, yeah. uh, we need, we are. We need to be the proactive people to make to turn that around, and I think this is a teaching Derek's program and getting it out in the world. I think we have a winner uh, way to do that. I love it. Yeah,
2: we're teaching kids with video games how to shoot something, and they'll get up and walk mm. again. Mm. And believe it or not, there are kids that think that a firearm is the same way. Mm. Yep. That you could shoot somebody, but they'll just get up again mm. and you'll play again because of the of the games that they are you know the. the Uh, uh, i am not against video games guys i'm telling you
1: but you're pro parenting
3: (laughs) we 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 talk about those in every every class because that's that's part of our you know our we have an online safety and anti-bullying component and part of that's about video games because you know it's desensitizing our kids to violence it's also it's morphing their their behaviors and there are scientific studies that will support that. And so that's kind of our push is, you know, and one thing is, 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 you know, I don't want to get too crazy about it, but it's like, everybody talks about my Glock 19 and they want to regulate that. And we, we're, we're not talking about, you know, violent media for kids. We're also not talking about Nerf guns, how, you know, they're being our, basically our youth are being, you know, weaponized and militarized. Um, and there's nothing that's being said about that. And I mean, all, that stuff should be, you know, age appropriate as well, you know, mm. so, it's, it's not my, my glock's fault. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a breakdown in society that we have to somehow correct.
1: Absolutely. And it is the fault of, um, I'm not sure what generation to start blaming, but I put it a lot on, on myself, on, on the generation that I grew up in because my, my grandpa's generation understood what this document was about, understood. Ah, there we go. We got the same constitution. Yeah, I read it.
3: it.
0: Mine's on my nightstand, so I have it.
1: Perfect. Um, So my grandparents' generation understood that people fought, bled, starved, and died to have the opportunity to put quill to parchment to write our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, and that it was a precious inheritance to be preserved for the next generation. My dad's generation understood that. I personally understand that. But then my daughter's generation, the millennials, God bless their little hearts. I, I think my generation must have dropped the ball, and so now instead of people understanding that this inheritance is non-political, it is doesn't belong to any party, it is for everyone. Um, Instead of us understanding that it has, we've allowed it to be politicized. The second amendment specifically, particularly has become a political football. And so then trying to have these conversations, Derek trying to go into classrooms, um, you know, becomes much more difficult because now there's this, this cloud of politics around it. Um, instead of people just realizing that it's just good teaching. It's just empowering people with, with knowledge. But then we also do have to be able to um, engage the political uh, world because, Derek, you, uh, if I'm not stating this incorrectly, did you write a bill and get it passed? Yeah. So you um, so, have to be able to engage in that area. So talk to us about that.
3: So part of part of the process of my journey is understanding how the process works, right? And so in, in 2019, I was approached by a local politician um, that you know, basically the way he ran against a, a, an incumbent, um, and they ran a really good campaign. The incumbent really liked the way he handled himself politically, and so he offered to tee up a bill for him. Um, and so what he did is he said, "Well, he knew what I was doing." He said, "He's would you write a bill?" And I, I thought about it for a couple of weeks, and I you know I hemmed and hawed around, and, and I finally sat down one one Sunday morning at a coffee shop on my iPad. And I wrote this, this Senate bill, Senate bill 801. And the, the day that I got that, that bill there, got it done there in the coffee shop. There was a kid that died about 20 minutes from my home, you know, and oh it's gosh. like, so there was, there was a higher power telling me to, to do this important work. And so, you know, I presented the bill to him. It went to LC, which is a legislative council for the state of Oregon. They changed literally two words in my, in my original draft, which is huge. Wow. Um, and then, then I had an LC, I had an LC 3554, which is a legislative concept. And, and from that, I went up to Salem. I started shopping it around. I got chief sponsors, co-sponsors, both sides of the aisle um, because it was nonpartisan. It was about safety and it, and it was simple. It was a one page bill. We don't need hundred pages. We don't need 5,000 pages. It was one bill because it was written by somebody that's an expert in on his subject matter mm-hmm. and that's kid safety. Um, and then once I, I got, we actually got a public hearing. So in, in Oregon that year, there was 37 anti-gun bills and then there was mine. And there was only two bills that got a public hearing that year's one, there was one that was a monstrosity of a bill. And then there was ours and we made so much progress and we learned and we, we opened up a national dialogue for the safety of our kids. And it, was, it made you know, national news, it was amazing. Um, and I'm hoping to maybe with a short session, maybe go back next year and try again, um, but we'll see. Well, obviously there's, you know, we gotta continue to just make forward progress.
1: That's and,
0: and, and
3: I'd love to take that bill to California too. Yeah.
1: And, and say what the bill is again, specifically.
3: A Senate bill 801. So, what what it would have done is it would have authorized our program in all the first grade for all of Oregon's public schools. And so, it would have had very little impact on state finances. It would have been, you know, a teacher or law enforcement or a first responder teaching our program either once per semester or once per trimester uh, to the kids for about a half hour. And, And we would have saved so many lives just from, you know, day one
2: how do you say no to that? Yeah. How, who could say no to that? That would just make me so angry.
3: Well, you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised and you, and you can see that the en- agenda is at work and that's total disarmament. And, but total and,
2: disarmament you know, it's not going to solve anything. Exactly. Keep kids
3: safe. Exactly. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's where, you know, we made the, the progress is because we had the committees that we were testifying in front of, they actually turned on the other side and said, Hey, this, you know, this, this really makes sense. My, my, I had one of the committee members that as from Roseburg, he said that my son was actually in someone's home and they found a gun and mm. he goes, this right here. I mean, I, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in my seat and I'm, I'm testifying. I'm like, this right, this right here is the reason we're trying to do this. Yes. And, 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 yeah. and so, you know, I, I don't know how much easier I can make it for them. Really. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'm
1: hoping you're going to inspire other people in other states to do that. I mean, you can, you're not an expert in writing bills, but you're an, nope. you're a subject matter expert in this. And yeah. so you sat down on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. and coffee shop. And you're just like, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm just going to start, I'm just going to start writing yep. and, and it came together and there's so many people out there that have that ability and they just don't realize how powerful they are and their voice is and I'm hoping so much that this conversation is going to inspire many coffee house uh, writing sessions for that's, similar efforts. That's yeah. the only,
3: only that's the only thing I can do to express this is how important this is, is, is we're all active, we're all involved, and we are all passionate. And all we have to do is turn that passion into action. And, Absolutely. and we can do that and, and, and just put pen to paper and, and do, do what our founding fathers did. Right. All I did was fall in their, in their footsteps and we can, we can do this. We really can. That's how we take, you know, I called it reversed incrementalism because they're, they're always taken, yes. taken, taken, taken. Yes. Um, you know, so I want to take a little bit back and that's why, you know, I'm not necessarily a big fan of compromise because, you know, it's never going to be enough. Right. We can give them the house that they're going to, they're going to want the lawn and yeah. so you know we have to, to to make a stand and say hey we have things that can do and uh, and let's do them
2: Beautiful. tell a parent that their kid was uh wounded or killed with a firearm by an accident tell that parent that we don't need school safety for firearms how how would they feel about that how could you deny that that it just makes me just super angry how i'd love to talk to somebody about why we don't need that yeah. uh, and, and that's
0: part of part of the part of the conversation we want to be having
2: yeah. and
0: if you have any question him. why i love this man you just okay. got it an answered. Okay. you can eliminate
2: every single gun on this earth and another one will be made tomorrow you can't eliminate guns mm-hmm. well and, and what a... go ahead
3: sorry you know one thing that we can't do is we can't legislate morality and we can't we can't you know uh, legislate you know intent and criminal intent and and so that's what's being missed on all of this is is we're trying we're looking at a tool as opposed to the 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 behavior that causes this right
2: Mm -hmm. you know that is what we're missing in the mark everything is about that the red flag laws everything we're we're taking a person and we're taking his tools away, but he's a violent person. We're not doing anything to him, but we're taking all of his tools away. He's not doing anything so to do you help do? him. Just yeah. to get a tool from somewhere else. Right. He can get a car. He can get a tree limb, sharpen it, whatever. You know, they can. You're not going to. You if you want to stop it, you got to stop him, not the tool. Right.
1: And uh, starting with early education, it can only be good. It can only help. So. Uh, We are about to wrap up. Thank you both so much for spending this time with us and for all that you do. I'm going to start with uh, Miss Gina. Tell folks how they can continue to follow the awesome work that you do.
0: Well, the easiest way to find me is just to uh, go to Facebook and uh, and search for Gina Roberts. I'm usually the first or the second on the list, and uh, follow me there. And it's easy to hook up to all the other work I'm doing through there. So,
1: fantastic. And Derek, tell folks how they can continue to follow all that you're doing with Kids Safe.
3: Okay, you can find us on our website, KidsSafeFoundation.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And, and TikTok. And yeah, we're on TikTok. Um, we're shadow banned on TikTok, TikTok, but we're there. <laughs>
2: so I wanna I'm gonna change the course here just a little bit, and I'm sorry, but you know we have the lead in when we're out. Yeah, I want to take that time and give it to them to say, is there anything that we miss that we need to hit on the spot before you guys go?
0: Um no, the one thing that I uh, I'm really excited about and one thing that that's making me really excited about Kiwanis is that it's an international organization and I'm reaching out to uh, I, So far, I mean you guys, uh, Cheryl joined and uh, so I've got members from four different states now, which to form a club is totally bizarre, but I'm going to reach out. I want 100 people in the club by the end of next year by uh, you know the next time we reach charter. and um, so it's the whole idea is to get people that we can have carry this message. You know, it's, it's a, an unusual Kiwanis club. It's a, but it's a, just a, a glorious opportunity to do something that'll make a huge difference in the club. And, and it's, and it's a long range plan. It's not, we don't need to get this done tomorrow. We need to get this done is, you
1: know, Yes, we need to
0: just get this done. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Gina, yeah. thank you so much. I know you need to run. We've kept you a little long, but thank you so much for all that you do.
0: Thank you. Thank you, my friends. And uh, good to see you, and even Dan, you know. Even, yes, Dan. But, even, even, know. Dan. even Dan, I know, even Dan. I was very, I mean, meeting you guys is one of the high points of uh, the TC project. and, and uh, I mean, it's some of the best people I've ever hung out with in the world. Um, and I am the best luggage carrier in the world. <laughs> <I don't know.
2: laughs> I, I've
1: he's, met he's got
0: job security. People around the world, and I can say that quite honestly. So. All right. Thank, Thank you, me. guys. I'm going to go ahead and bail them.
1: Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Bye, Miss Gina. All right. And now right. you can say all
0: the things you wanted to about me.
1: That's right. That's right. Now we'll talk behind your back. So Only there, good things. Do you have anything to add to that, or <sighs> are, you, are you good? Well, no, you I just...
3: Tell- Go ahead. Just gonna touch back touch base and just, you know, thank Gina for her help and her support and, and the opportunity to be here. Um, you know, just keep up the the good work you guys. We, you know, we're um, I really love what you do, Cheryl, because I, I think you represent the the women very well. And you know, really the women are the future of what we're trying to do because you guys can communicate a little bit better than us. Wow. So
1: well, and we're just a different voice than people have heard for generation yeah. after generation. I old white man. And uh, right? <laughs> yes, so, I mean, that's the stereotype, right? Yeah. And it so is. we we step in and and we start breaking those stereotypes and, and help people understand that this is a human issue. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, women's rights issue, a civil rights issue. And um, I just love that you are setting up the next generation for success in a way that um, we would not have without your efforts. So thank you so much, Derek. We so value you.
3: Thank you. That really means a lot. Thank you guys.
2: Thank you. We'll see you later.
1: Okay. Yes. You you
3: guys. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye. What a great show that was, you know, to be able to get two people on and, and let them talk about the experiences they're doing.
1: Amazing. When the world, worlds converge, you know, and everybody, you know, does their best work together it's right. powerful Yes. it's yes. powerful
2: well like i said we gave him more time so we don't really have much time so you know what i'm gonna
1: do what are you gonna do i'm gonna
2: pray for our nation
1: nice i'm gonna
2: pray for our leaders nice all of them even the ones i don't like
1: especially the ones you don't like especially the ones i don't like nicely done and
2: cheryl you're doing an amazing job thank well, you very much
1: thank you for that and I back like at you he does. He has job security in the luggage carrying department as long as we can actually travel again. You know, all the yes. events that I would have been speaking at last year got canceled. So this year, I'm hoping to hang on to as many of them as, as possible. But
2: thank you to our guests, Gina Roberts yes. and Eric LeBlanc. Thank you very much for uh, being on the show. And thank you for everything that you guys do. Uh, you're well appreciated.
1: Absolutely. All right. With that, I think we will. Sign off. What well, you, you didn't say
2: binge listen to your hot content, darling.
1: Well, now you did. Okay. And how do they do that? At gunfreedomradio.com, clicking the on demand tab or watching us on YouTube, Gunstreamer, or the smartphone app called Ops Lens. So um, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Thank you.